everybody. Welcome to my show, A Voice to Be Reckoned With. I'm your host, Brandy Joy. I have a special guest today. His name is Anthony Anthem Williams. He's the host of Delivery Bros. Please show him some love. Hello. Hello. We're here with a very special guest, Anthony Anthem Williams from podcast Delivery Bros. Hello, Anthony. Oh, hey. <laughs> I mean, is it okay if I call you Anthony or would you like me to call you Mr. Williams or Anthony? Oh, God. Mr. Williams? <laughs> All right, Mr. Williams. <laughs> call me Anthony. All right, then, Anthony, it is. Hey, hey, Anthony. <laughs> hey, Brandy. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, visiting with us today and, uh, I'm just stoked to have you here to on on my show, A Voice to Be Reckoned With. Girl, I ain't nobody special. I'm just some dude from the Midwest. Oh, <laughs> uh, so modest, so modest. So, I'm just what you call your Joe. What was that? I'm just your average Joe with an average flow. All right, all right, all right. Speaking of average flow, I mean, I, I uh saw and heard so much that you are a poet, you are a rapper, you are uh, you just, you just got a little bit of everything going on with you here. I mean, true, part-time shipping deals, whatever I gotta do to make money. Hey, I ain't mad at you, okay? <laughs> 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 you heard that, folks? You heard I, that. <laughs> that was a joke, y'all. I am not a Chippendale. <laughs> I mean, they do call me Big Sexy, but that's that's not re- that's not why. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole nother show, okay. That's a whole different show. I don't be getting my magic mic on, even though I still love Pony by Genuine. That's still a classic. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, I remember that song. Man, I don't know like what, oh, what that song. I just was I, like, I would sing it because I I knew it, I heard it all the time, but I was like never really like into it. It's just like one of those songs that was stuck in my head. You know? I mean, sure, that's how it gets you. Girl, <laughs> I was um, I was DJing a wedding over the weekend and I, I was like messing with I was messing with the bride and groom. I was like I was like, hey yo um, I was like, Mrs. Such and Such and she was like, what? I was like, I got something special for you. I'm gonna play this song for you. That's what I do here. So I decided to play Pony, right? I walk up to the groom. I'm just like, hey, yo, man, I play this for you, man. This is your song. Get it started. Man, he started He started taking off his tuxedo jacket. He took off his shirt. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I did too. I went too far. No. <laughs> and not only him, the groomsmen got into it too. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I forgot certain songs have special powers. Yeah, that um, is true. Great power. So when you play Pony, um, you might you might end up with some results you don't want. <laughs> but I said I wasn't gonna have kids. <laughs> oh man, soon I don't know after that wedding. I think they, I think they're gonna have like four or five kids. <laughs> oh man, the story is tell. What's up? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's how some of my cousins hear it because of that song. 
you know man you know that's very very um which made me think got me got my uh my wheel spinning right now to think like to have <clears throat> to hold like a a, a conversation amongst uh, a few and or maybe the the children and the parents and talk about like well what's the song maybe not the children the parents but we really don't want to hear any of our parents uh you know they're they're you know they're that life <laughs> but like what song oh. was playing when you were born <laughs> well, what song oh. did you playing when your did your mom or your dad ever tell you you know what I mean like, what, 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 what were you mean? Bobby um, Brown yeah I think I remember you saying that the other day yours was uh, don't tell me I remember ooh uh, it, w- it was on the um, okay give me the first letter of the song that's just it there were a couple of Bobby Brown songs they loved don't be cruel um, prerogative so she she could get mama was never mind. <laughs> but she was grooving to okay. You see where I'm going with <laughs> my tenderoni. Yeah, that was a jam right you there. My tenderoni. <laughs> sang it, sang it. I loved me some Bobby Brown. When it comes down to it. That's still the man when it comes to the music, man. That man's still talented, sure. still can sing. For sure. No matter what, you know, right, he's been me. gone through or what he's been, you know, he comes, everybody loves that album. Hey, that album is Wider's 80s, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. You make what a bump some program right now when we get off the, um, the recording. Yeah, we still cutting Bobby Brown out here. I <laughs> <laughs> still the cut. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Brown. Straight up. Still doing the thing. Shout out to the whole new edition crew. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend the other day. I was like, man, I don't care. Hands down, new edition was the to this day the most lit boy group. <laughs> True, most informed. Like, so it was at one time that it was a battle between New Edition and New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That was know. my group right there, too. New Kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh. The oh, right oh, stuff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Me and my I sister in our room was all ple- just all decked out with, like, New Kids on the Block. Like, we had my mom would buy all the, mem- the memorabilia. Like, the, we had the big buttons, little buttons, the shirts. We had the CDs, the Christmas, but we just, we just, uh, new edition. I mean, I said new edition. New, new, new on the block, new edition. <laughs> new kids on the block. New kids. Hey, it's all good. Now, my, like, for me growing up, you know, I came into the era of, like, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that, you know, and, like, every once in a while, you know, Blackstreet. Yeah. Voice, and that's why I came in. I came in all those groups. All right, all right, all right. You said, you said, uh, hmm? no, what, what were you saying? Oh, I came in on like blue, um, I'm sorry, Black Street. I came in on next. Oh, that was my girl, yeah. I think I was in junior high school, then just came out in vogue. All them girls, like, like, I can go down the list of like different groups I've listened to over the years. 
And then some of the solo artists like Monica and Brandy. Yeah, that. So what you talking? I was listening to all that stuff too. What what what, what uh year? What, what's your year? When were you born? Well, I was eighty nine myself. So mm-hmm. I was a, I was like the last of the eighties babies, but I was more of a nineties kid. Okay. So, no, I'm sorry saying? if I cut you off. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is your show. I'm <laughs> taking over your show, girl. That, that is true, but you do have a point. <laughs> now I was gonna say I was a uh, 79. No, no, I was born in 78. My bad. <laughs> yep. So I, like, I mean, you, you don't look like you were born in 78. I thought you were born around the same time I was, or a little bit younger than me. Actually, like you were like 25 when I said the last time and we were doing my cast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, black people when we get, like when we age, so it would be like we be looking like we in our twenties. It's like, nah, baby, I'm eighty three years old. Right. Okay. That part we ain't got no problem with telling the age. You be like, mm, I'm a full. You dealing with a full grown woman right here. Okay. <laughs> it's like, shoot, I remember when the first World Fair happened. It was nineteen oh five. That's when I met. Uh, that's when I met your great great granddaddy. <laughs> 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 I mean, you show a good example. Look at like Silly Tyson. Silly Tyson, don't like she in her nineties. Show, not at don't. all. Show, don't. Yeah. Show, don't. Yeah. 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 I was like, that lady is almost a century years old, but she's still looking good, taking mm-hmm. care of herself, healthy, still walking, still acting. Yep. So, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not sure. I think the, the last movie, I could be wrong, movie I did see, see her in, and I, it was a, it was a Tyler Perry movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's always so wise. She got that wisdom. Oh, yeah. She always be doing, like, you know, plays and stuff like that. Like, she is a, like, when it comes to being a veteran, she done seen different eras yeah, of, like, sure. of people. Like coming in, it's crazy that she's still going, even that close to almost a hundred years old. Like that's amazing. Very amazing. That'd be an honor to be able to like sit down with her and get you know what I mean, and just like learn so much and just you know. Think she all in a hundred years almost. Like think about because at one time they weren't trying to have us like in film stuff right. as white. They weren't like. She comes from the era where she literally, she literally had to find ways in entertainment and really break through. Yeah, definitely. So we got, when we got like a um, Sydney Poitier, Sydney Poitier is probably one of the like one of the best names I would say that really broke through. Yeah, personally. So she she remembers those eras, and that was just that's that's important. So for like I I definitely pay my respects to like ladies like Silly um, Silly Tyson, some of the ladies that come before us, or just in general. Like it's always great to see you know somebody of color win, especially black folks, because like it's like that's me on the screen, that's me doing this, that's you know. Me. You know, I was watching a movie yesterday, and it was um it was um Eddie Murphy's new movie, um the um Dolomite is the name. That's crazy. You said that we were just watching that the other day, and it started a whole topic. 
That's crazy. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, because it was a great movie because I, cause I knew about Rudy Ray Moore just because of the fact, you know, I grew up around, you know, the old school and the old school had some of the black sportsmanship films that he was in. And I never knew, like, how bad, um, how bad, like, you know, Rudy Ray Moore was, like, when it came to the fact he sold, like, people don't understand, like, he sold his comedy albums independently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making record sales independently before he got, you know, you know, got with a company. Like, he was, yeah. like, making some serious cash, like, selling out of the trunk of his car, selling at the record store he was working at, selling on the streets. I mean, he had some major salesman skills. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, when it comes down to you think about it, he's like the first independent like artist and filmmaker, hmm. like for the black community that got well known. Like it's it's crazy to think about that because you know it, it, you had to be signed to really get anywhere, but he gained a reputation for being independent. He was traveling to city to city, going to those same neighborhoods that he grew up in, yeah. and really pushing what we call a movement in a lot of ways because of that like he changed the whole game on how black people can break through an industry yeah for sure I think that movie was so well done too like I didn't have one part of that movie I didn't like I enjoyed the fact that I got to see what he went through trying to just make Dolomite and that is that's still a that's still a black exploitation classic. Yeah. Regardless of it's 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 a landmark of one, it wasn't like everybody else. He didn't look like, you know, what you know Hollywood wanted him to look mm-hmm. like, wanted people to look like. Like he was he was the man who was um who was a big he was a big man. He was a big uh, he didn't have the body type, the body image. He wasn't rippling with abs. He wasn't, you know, in shape or nothing like that. He was the regular Joe. He brought in his, um, he brought in his friends and family. He brought in all his day ones, put them on, and made cult classics that people still respect to this day. Yeah, that's Without. Without for, like just saying, you know what? F the industry. I don't got to look a certain way to make it big. Exactly, right? True to himself, and you know what I mean. Known for what he can do and his talent. Not forgetting where he came from. Exactly. I, highly high respects for that. You know, so people. Yeah. So like, I already have more, but that made me respect him more. Seeing that movie because there's lots of things I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know a lot, like uh, a whole lot. Like I didn't get to finish the movie because when we had it on, I was trying to doing some podcasts and stuff. So I was, my mind was kind of soft, like in and out, in and out. So I didn't even get to finish it. But you know, what attracted me to it when I, I when my friend brought it up was like, oh, Eddie Murphy, and then it was like we went from there, and then it was like, okay, so I do need to get back in and just basically start from the beginning. But I, I did, uh, it did, you know, catch. Uh, Catch my my attention, my attention, because I didn't even know there was a movie until it was brought to my attention <laughs> the other day. Oh yeah, and it was good to see Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy, the Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy album. 
Yeah. It's like, this isn't PG Eddie Murphy. We got rated R. Right. Being him. And you can tell, like, Eddie Murphy is really trying to make a strong comeback. He's going back in the stand-up from what I've been hearing. Mm -hmm. It would be amazing. I I would love to hear what's, what's been happening in the last... You know, couple decades since we've heard from him. Yeah, for, for, for sure. Because when we seen him, we just started like thinking. And I asked my, uh, me, my friend, were talking. I was like, man, I said, you remember? Do you remember? It started making us think about like all the good and all the great like uh, comedians. I was like, do you remember Raw? That was my first. I don't know if that was his first, but I remember that was my first. Uh, Ed Murphy, <laughs> you know, stand up. And Raw, that was pretty like. And my friend, he was like, yeah, he said. And then we were watching Goldman, he said, I haven't heard Eddie Murphy curse in years. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> so, I think the last time I heard him cuss like that was like the live movie with him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the last time I for real saw him like, you know, wild out, you know, and it was just like, it's like, okay, Eddie Murphy's back. Like, he's doing right. what brought, like, what, what brought us to him as, you know, as black people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was relatable. The character was relatable. It was, it was just, it was the Eddie Murphy we've needed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm saying that as a person who did like a lot of his movies, you know, I will say this: one of uh, one movie I did love that he was in, that was the one of the more recent movies was Norbit. I did like Norbit. There you was did? a couple movies though. Huh? You say you did or you did? I did like Norbit. <laughs> But there was a couple movies I've seen where I was just like, oh, God, why, Eddie? Why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Pluto Nash. No. That movie should have never happened. Even <laughs> Eddie says that never happened. You know, I would say another close movie I would say that was really good that he was saying was that Ben Silver movie, um, The Heist. The Heist, I haven't seen that one. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, because, like, Eddie was actually kind of wilding out in that movie, like, the Eddie Murphy we remember. Oh, man, just made me think of Beverly Hills, uh, what, Beverly Hills, what, what was it, Beverly, um... Beverly Hills Cobb, one, yeah. two, three. Uh-huh. <laughs> all of those. Yeah. Over Golden Child, like, they're, like, oh, I watched some of his best work, and I've seen some of his worst work, and I still love Eddie Murphy. For sure, and that laugh. Every time I see him, you know, he's got that laugh that nobody <laughs> probably will ever. Why <laughs> <Yeah>, you <laughs> do it through his nose? So it's kind of nasally a little bit, but I love it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he didn't remember. Cat, what was the vampire? The uh, the uh, vampire in Brooklyn, right? Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, <laughs> that was a great movie. Oh, Eddie Murphy Lane. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a classic right there. I had totally forgot about Vampire in Brooklyn, yeah. Boomerang, Boomerang. Oh, for sure, yes. Now that right there, just the John Witherspoon, Halle Berry, say, yeah. yeah, Robin, Robin Williams, Robin um, Gibson. I was like, oh my goodness, uh, freaking um, Marlon Lawrence was in it. Yeah, uh, Alan Greer was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like thinking, 
what's the, what's the, what, I, I'm not crazy lady, but she, she, she me out with Grace Jones. <laughs> Grace Jones. Oh my gosh. It's like Lady Eloise. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Marcus Dahl. <laughs> Can we make it a little darker in here? <laughs> <laughs> Like, can we just turn the lights off just a little bit darker? <laughs> like, Lady Eloise, I need no light. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I, I like that. I was one of my favorite parts is when uh, he was with uh, the, uh, the one girl, and she actually, after, her name's on the tip of very thing. On the tip of my, so on the tip of my tongue, but she played in. I think waiting to exhale, but she was she wasn't that her. She had the toes, and when he seen her toes, he was. Oh yeah, she had the hammer time. Yeah, he was like a rap for him. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like she got them poodle feet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. And one thing I love about Boomerang was it was it had a lot of class to it because it wasn't just like you know it wasn't a hood film. It was. You seeing a brother who was successful in a advertising company, who was going to like top top notch stores, you know, paying for you know soup jackets and things of that nature. And I remember the part where like um, the dude kept on following them, talking about you know they couldn't afford it. It was like, excuse me, and they went off on them, letting them know, hey, like just because I look a certain way doesn't mean there's certain things I can't afford. Like it just like it brought a whole different perspective on success for a black man like you don't have to be just a street hustler or something like that or blah 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 blah. like you could be an authentic educated like it that's one of the things i loved about like eddie murphy movies it wasn't just it wasn't just you know your typical like role as a black man when he did his movies right like sometimes he was he was he was a professor sometimes he was you know um a police officer Sometimes he was whatever. It was like you could be whatever you wanted to be when you uh, when you saw Eddie Murphy. Exactly. And some people don't see that. It's like delivering a message because you're always like, you can be whatever you want to be. You know what I mean? You know, and they can identify, you know what I mean? Because like he looks, like you said before, looking at the, um, you know, looking at that person, it's like looking at you. That's you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. That's, that's where, like, that's why I, that's, you know, I was thinking about something the other day, and okay, so you remember when everybody was like hyped about Black Panther, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember some people were arguing. It was like, and it was black people too. They were just kind of like, it's like, you know, he's not real, right? It's just like, okay, he's not real, but it's one of us. It's somebody that looks like us doing a movie. Exactly. Like doing, it's all black cat. Okay, it's like, well, you're not getting any money from it from doing this. They're getting paid off of you going to. It's like, it's supporting each other regardless. Okay, like, well, we got to break us down like that because it's a black movie. Because we don't do it with any other others. It's like it's great because like we saw, we saw Lupita Nyong'o, we saw Chadwick Boseman, we saw like. I mean, seriously, I mean, we got, like, Vivica Fox, like, and Vivica Fox should have been, you know, with an Oscar a long time ago. Oh, yes, for sure. I need this to have an Oscar, let's just be honest, y'all. 
we're seeing all this black star power in this movie. And then, you know, people are getting upset. And I'm just like, um, do you understand these are all quality, great actors? I mean, Chadwick Bosman has basically played every person in black history. <laughs> right. He played every person in black history. <laughs> and he's about to play a black samurai that actually came to Japan, like, back in, like, the Edo period. It was with Oda on Nobunaga, one of the most famous like shoguns ever. He's about to be a black samurai that actually happened in real life. So like he's played everybody in Black History, so you know he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He did a good Jackie Robinson. That was amazing. I mean, we can just go down the list of all the things Chadwick. So that's just one person, okay? Mm-hmm. Then Michael B. Jordan killed his role. I mean, like, we go down the list, like, of all the people that were in that movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, we're being represented better in Hollywood. Yeah. We haven't had this in a long time. And especially, did, I mean, did you think in 2018, we would be represented, like, so strongly that we could have a whole like whole cast of black people and then also the director was black never would have really thought it but I don't think I ever really ever really ever really pondered me that it would or wouldn't happen just when it happened I was like that's what's up we have a ride we had been a ride you know what I'm saying but it was you know you know people been sleeping on us you know what I mean like we're here (laughs) You know I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, we got this. <laughs> you know. I mean, look at Jordan Peele. That's a good. That's another good example. Get Out was one of the most breakthrough hits. Heck yeah! I've to so many people. I've heard say, you know, you got your ones that always going to be the the Nance, and then like that. That was that was pretty. You know, you know, pretty freaking awesome. I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. I thought it was way out of the box. You know what I mean? And I, I love the heck out of it because I had no idea. Not nearly close to what, first of all, I love it when a, a black uh, horror story comes and it's good. You know what I mean? And like, I can't tell what's about to happen next. <laughs> I'm a horror fanatic. All I do is watch, I watch a lot of horror and I usually can kind of, you know, feel no matter what it is, kind of where, you know what I mean? But this one right here, I was like, what the what? The world wide web is happening? <laughs> it wasn't like a- when- Huh? And it wasn't a blood, guts, and gore thing. It was a psychological thing yeah. that had a deeper meaning to it. Mm-hmm. After it went off, I still was like, "What did I just? <laughs> What's going on here?" You know, watch it again. You know, go back and catch some stuff. I was like, "Oh, I remember. see that part right there." Oh, like there's a lot of stuff. I watch it. You know, that you break down. You know, you can break down and be like, from when the guys know, you know, the black bleed in, and that was the, the, the what should be his friend. All you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. I completely agree. That was a very. What was the other movie that um they did? Did they do us? Did he do us? Oh, I mean, did they? Was yeah, that did. yeah. That movie, that thought, movie right there was terrific. Oh my gosh! I was like, what if something like that really did happen? Yes, I know, right? And I still didn't even under get it for like a minute. I didn't realize the girl was her you know what I mean like the the bad one was yeah. the one that was the family that was inside the house 
You know, uh-huh. that, that that was just like a, oh, amazing. Even the rabbits, you know how they did, they showed both sides, how she was a ballerina, and then the other one, she was broken down. <laughs> she, she was eating rabbits, and I was just like, wow. Like, and then you realize at the end of the movie, be like, oh, she was one of them. Right. It, it was just so, it was so scary, like how they just, they had a clone of everybody. Yeah, yeah, that is trippy. Now they showed everybody holding hands across the. Uh... And plus, I will never look at I Got Five on it. This thing, <laughs> and I love the song. <laughs> I got five on. Wait, what are you... <laughs> then they slowed it down. I'm just like, this used to be the jam to like dance to. Now I can't dance to this. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> you had me from beginning to end when it, when it started and you were just standing outside and stuff. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> Man, that takes me back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Man, I can't wait to see what else he puts out. Yeah, I don't sure. care. I'm gonna support that because I love Jordan Peele. Yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> but yeah, um, man, oh I man, I see. You say you love horror? Yeah, I, um, I especially love Asian horror movies. Oh man, they be having the creepiest stuff, don't they? <laughs> yes, it's something about Asian horror movies that always gets to me. It's like it's every so once in a while, there's an American one. Like, I like Insidious and um, yeah. movies, but grudge, I really man. like The Ring and The Grudge. Yeah, those are, oh my gosh, the first time I seen The Ring, I was like, I, I, can you please walk into the bathroom? Even though it was, it was right there, I said, can you just turn the light around, can you step by the door? Because when she came up out the TV, I stopped, I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I said, now why did you have to go do that for? <laughs> oh my God. Messed me all up. <laughs> I've seen both the American and the Japanese version. I think the Japanese version was creepier. Oh, yeah. Grief. Oh, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Which one? When I saw saw her come out the TV and the American one, I was like, oh, no, what is this? (laughs) And then I found out there was a Japanese version. I watched the Japanese version. I didn't sleep for like two days. (laughs) See, I've never seen the American one. Oh, I've the American one, it's cool, but the the Japanese one is still the worst one. That's the one that, that's the one that will no. definitely have no, wait. you. I have seen the American one, because the, the Japanese one, that <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, <laughs> but Japanese, not just a Japanese film, but the actors are, like how the grudge, like a lot of the actors are, are Japanese. So these are like the Japanese characters. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Jap- gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, you can watch the Japanese one and like subtitles and stuff. They actually did a crossover where they put the ring and the grudge girl together. They did? Oh, dear, I got to see that. Hayako versus um, Hayako, whatever, um, whatever her name is. They, put, they did a crossover. And the body count was just so unreal. It was crazy. Okay. You know, Samara, for some reason, you know how like when you, you come across a uh, the uh the you know the grudge 
the, the one the like girl from the grudge it seemed like uh how the body you know how the bodies were what you know what they would do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like with samara wait was it samara yeah with samara like their faces you wouldn't even like be like old and like you know what i mean like just after she was dead whatever she scared them i think with one of them they they scared them to death and i'm thinking that was samara yeah samara I'll tell you what, I never looked at going in the attic the same. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I remember that one time she popped her head up into that closet. Psycho grabbed her with her hair. And I, was like, you know, ah! <laughs> I was like, you know what? I ain't dating a girl with extensions for a hot minute. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, yo. Was like, okay, I'm going to be dating girls with like the Halle Berry cut for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to get my son with the. Uh, oh, he's over that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I used to, I used to mess with some of my cousins doing that too. Like turn off, oh, turn off the t- turn on the TV and put it on like a fuzzy channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mess up to stuff to do too. If you especially if you creep up some on somebody and they kind of like in the dark in their room or something, you just creep up the side of the bed. You just sit there and just be like. <laughs> oh my god okay so like we okay so i used to um i used to be a part of um, this program called the sister city exchange right and so i went to japan one year right and then in that same year like later in the summer um the japanese students came to us oh wow one okay, so there was this girl that stayed at one of the houses, right? She decided to mess with her host brother, right? Mm-hmm. She did the same thing, turned the TV on, all fuzzy, and she had and she she had super long hair, okay? She like she put her hair in front of her face, put on she actually had a white nightgown, and literally he goes downstairs and turn off the TV. All of a sudden, she appeared right in front of him. Oh, no, Lord. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't <laughs> knock her head off. <laughs> she was like, he screamed like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can imagine. I would just probably die. You know, we be though, like, black people, we be like, you, like, you seem like, you remember, like, watching Leprechaun and stuff like that? Back to the hood or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you notice how every time he tried to scare the black folk, he ended up getting punched. <laughs> like, this is ah, ah right. dick punch. Exactly. <laughs> I be like, horror movie people must hate going to the hood. <laughs> exactly. I that Jason in the hood. Jason. Jason getting shot. Like, I didn't know. I didn't have to go through this much work when folks went camping. <laughs> I was like, we will, we will fight. Yeah, we might die. We'll be like, we like, like, I don't care what I got hit you with. Oh, there's a lamp right there. Pow. Right. Scared as hell. That's why I don't scare people. Like I told my son, like every time he like do some crazy stuff, I'll be. Like, I don't ever laugh with him. He'd be laughing. I'd be like, because he really didn't scare me. I was like, you should have been worried because you don't know what. <laughs> uh, turned around and knocked your head off, boy. But stop playing with me. Mm. I would have been a flying 12-year-old in the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mama, why you hit me? 
<laughs> I don't play with my mama like that. No. No. I'm scared <laughs> she really might hit me. My mom's a former ring. If somebody come up <laughs> creeping up on her in the dark, I might end up with a broken neck. <laughs> goal is just go. Oh man, my mom. She would. She had a neck for it. She would. She do it all the time. So my my sister was more of the scary one. She like go really like scary movies and stuff. And my mom, I think, probably where I got it from. And she always she she would scare my nephew. She had that that tells from the crib uh, the crib keeper. She had his laugh down, and she would like. We'd be in our room, it'd be dark outside, and she'll come up by the windows, be like watching TV and stuff, and she'll just like just come to the window and just just either jump in, you know what I mean? Like, cause it'd be hot and we have it open, or she'll start that laugh. She's always just going outside and like messing with us. She's traumatizing my sister. <laughs> mm mm. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, see, I can't be playing like that with, with my family. Okay, my family's kind of twisted. We'll watch um, horror movies, right? But we'll like, and for us, it's a comedy. <laughs> that's that's the weird thing. Like, we'll watch like super bad like B horror movies and crack the hell up. I don't, it, just, like, it was like ah, she should have even went in there. We're those black people. <laughs> we we be the ones that be up in the theater being extra loud. But I got her. Dumbass going in there. You're supposed to walk away from the noise, not to the noise. <laughs> I was like, what was that? Like, oh, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we told you not to go in that room. <laughs> Let me go check this out. <laughs> it was like, no. Oh, don't go check it out. Go, <laughs> go the other way. With, with no weapon either. It's, man, <laughs> it's just man, she's so, <laughs> it was like, man, she's so stupid, man. I don't understand why she even decided to go up in there. What the heck was she thinking? <laughs> Hello? Someone there? (laughs) No, no one's there. (laughs) But the killer. You think he's going to answer yes, I'm the killer? (laughs) (laughs) I think something like that happened, like on the, you know, that movie, the one they redid, um, uh, the scary movie? Yeah, the funny one, the the movie of all the, about all the the horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. First and second one are always my favorite. Yeah, it cracks me up. We're like, like, who's there? It's me, the killer. <laughs> but what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, um, Kazam. That's not a scary movie. <laughs> are you seeing Shaq act? <laughs> <laughs> The way oh Fushan, he he killed he was killing me with the uh <laughs> he had his girlfriend Regina uh, what's her name Regina um when he was having her put on he's like put, put my shirt <laughs> we had her put the shirt on the like, helmet put on my shirt <laughs> oh man <laughs> like, everybody always thought Sean was gay so that's why he did that role <laughs> he was making fun of the fact that everybody always thought he was gay. <laughs> It's like tucked in or tucked out. <laughs> right. oh, I was like, oh, I didn't want to see that song. <laughs> oh my god! Remember the part with the ear to the uh, at the um, in the bathroom when he put his ear to the uh, to the song. Oh the yeah, the door. <laughs> oh my god! 
Oh, man. You remember um, in the beginning of the second one, he was like, it was like, dude, you got a tattoo. Bro, you got a tattoo on your back. Dude, what does your say? Ray, what does my say? <laughs> Effie, what, is, uh, what does my say? Ray, what does your say? Effie, <laughs> Ray, Effie. Yeah. Oh, it's like... oh man. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yes, that was a, that, that movie was so hilarious. I was just like, this is <laughs> great. Because, uh, I mean, I remember when I first watched it, man, I was laughing so hard. Especially had, when you know was, all the movies that they're, they're uh, re, you know what I mean? They're making fun of. It's totally it. Oh, my gosh. I was laughing so hard. I mean, I'm talking about snot came out of my nose. <laughs> I remember I had a cold that weekend, too. I was in there. It came on. I don't know what I was watching. I think it was on HBO or something like that. And I was laughing to the point I was in tears. I'm talking about all my sinuses got cleared. That's how hard I was laughing. <laughs> and it, it wasn't even just like horror, horror too. They were still kind of, kind of implementing a lot of, I don't know if it was that one. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not, I could be wrong. But was that, a, you know how they had another teen movie? But you remember the part where I think it was, um, where they where they were doing kind of like doing save the last dance. Yes, oh, the not a yes. Was, was that the did, another oh. team movie? Was it from that one? It could have been for not another team movie. I think. Not to, okay, but I think right. it might have been that one, or yeah, it, it might have been so. scary movie too. I can't remember, but yes, I remember. <laughs> I, I love those movies so much because of the fact, like, you know, the Waynes are like the dynasty of comedy, and that's, I I enjoy, like, whatever they put out. Like, yeah, for sure. And I agree, the Waynes bros should at least got a, you know, a series finale. Yeah, for sure. I got I to admit, they should have got a series finale. I still watch it sometimes with it, come on. <laughs> I mean, too. I remember, like, um, it was, like, close to the end when, like, Sean, like, revealed himself as a killer in the movie. And he was, like, he was stabbing, dude. He was just, like, the Wayne Bros was a good show. We should have at least got a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, 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 for sure. They should have. I don't know why. I don't understand why. Why, why not? Cause, I mean, I love that show. Like, every, every, every episode is just... You know. That show still makes me laugh. I remember when they went, uh, when they did uh, Pops, when he was, uh, when he used to be a, uh, when he used to be a, uh, in a singing group, and with that, when my love comes, yeah, bang bang, <laughs> you better run, you sweet little thing. <laughs> you know, thinking about it, that song could have been a hit for real. <laughs> That thing. <laughs> it was just like you may have left me in my, you may have left me in the cold, but just know, I will keep you warm in the snow. And then, <laughs> and then it turned out, dude got a sex change. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like, man, who's that fine girl right there? Right. But she brought out the deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the ladies used to love him. I was like, I'm here. 
man. I can't remember exactly, but I know that probably was a part where Sean, uh, was it Marlon? Because Marlon was always doing stupid stuff, still probably trying to holler at us. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, hello, casting over the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was actually looking at um, Marlon's show. And it was actually really good. I wish they would have kept that show going. Because, um, like, Marlon's really been pushing a lot of good content over the last, like, like five or six years. Like, his comedy special had me dying on Netflix. That was so funny. Yeah, I think I did get a little bit. I didn't watch all of it, but I did catch, catch some of that. So I was like, oh, sure. Bro, you got to watch it. Full set by <laughs> he, Man, he had, made a, um, he had made a joke about, you know, Donald Trump being like uh, Donald Trump is like our equivalent of Flavor Flav. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so dead. I was like, <laughs> I, and I was thinking to myself, you know, he has a point. Like, oh, this stupid. Oh, I'm sure, he does. He does. That's <laughs> I've had random white people just come up to apologize to me, being like, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! <laughs> man, 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 we just this is pretty amazing that we just went on this. You know what I mean? This uh, this 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 memory lane thing of like all the these great shows, and they're all African American or you know black black shows. You know, and like how some of them I didn't even remember, but you, know, you say something, and another one's triggered, another one's triggered, and like the other night. And it, when you when you brought up you know the the um, Dolomite and then the Eddie Murphy, I thought it was so crazy because I was going to bring up um, the dialect that we had because of, of because of Eddie Murphy, and then you brought that up. But we went down this memory lane of all the great comedians, and then like you know the King of Comedy because you know the actual the movie the King of Comedy was like Cedric and DL and Bernie, much love Bernie, and uh, who else was it? Uh, yeah it's Steve and then so we were just like man but you know we weren't saying they were you know because you know hands down I love me some Bernie Mac rest in peace but uh we were just thinking about like even went back to like Red Fox and then we like we we're trying to like put a collab together it was like so like who would you put together I said okay I'll put like I get Dave Chappelle and maybe like Mike Epps you know what I mean I was trying to pair them up and stuff and just like let them have a little session and I was like maybe like Kevin Hart and a cat will you know what I mean and not because they're short <laughs> not right. because of that guys it's just like kind of like the person that you know what I mean because I know Mike Epps he's a fool <laughs> I was watching Dave oh, Chappelle yeah. the other day I was like hey, he's a nut <laughs> so we were just like talking yeah, about all the great ones talking about the controversy of like his last special and to be quite honest <clears throat> I feel like and my brother even said cause my brother's openly gay okay mm-hmm. yeah the one oh yeah he was speaking about uh huh yeah and be quite honest, like I feel like he took shots at everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. unfair. He even said it, you know, he just I know some transgender people who watched the special and they were not offended. Right. So it's just like because at the end of the day it's comedy. You know, yeah. you can't laugh at yourself, then you don't understand what it means to be, you know, a fan of comedy. Right. Cause, but yeah, like I've I've watched different comics over the years. Like yes, I watched Pryor, 
because like you know i grew up with you know folks who grew up in the 70s you know mm-hmm. so for me i watched the richard priors i watched george carlin i watched bill burr i watched eddie murphy eddie griffin from kansas city you know like i watched different personalities i was a robin williams fan and one thing that makes you good is being able to relate to your audience and so deja bell has an audience where they're gay there's gay people in his audience there's transgender people he's he he doesn't just you know he's not just a you know a comic that's just you know for black he's a he's a he's a worldly comic he talks yeah. about everything that goes on yeah. and i feel like i feel like he's getting too much like i feel like we're right now my biggest problem with where we're at currently is i think we're getting mad about the wrong things yeah. and i'm not saying that it's okay like i understand you know what it's one thing to be mad but when it comes to a point that we're angry about every single thing, yeah. like it takes away from it takes away from a movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other things we could be we should be worried about. Like, for instance, it's not like you know Dave Chappelle said they all should be dead or something like that. Exactly. Or anything. <laughs> and because and that's what's happening right now. A lot of transgender folks are getting killed right now. I can only imagine being transgender in the South right now. Like, I know what I'm saying. Like, there, you know, these young transgender women and transgender men either a they're killing themselves or getting hurt out here just because people don't like the way they look or Mm -hmm. because of who they are. Yeah, that's crazy to me though because I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I, I can't even find the words to. Because you don't have to agree or or anything or be comfortable, whatever. You know what I mean? To each their own. Yeah. But to want to 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 take, you know what I mean? Like we're all. I don't. I just don't understand how a person could justify or feel like they can take one's life just because you know what I mean? They are uh, transgender. What like what what forms that? Uh, you know what I mean? that thought that, you know what I mean? No, I completely agree, because, like, when it comes down to it, I mean, they're living their life. Why are you worried about what they're doing? Yeah, and it's one thing to be worried about it, but it's another thing when you're taking taking lives. Now, that that's the scary part, because to me, I mean, I'm like, okay, what are you scared of? Then? Why are you, why, what, you know, it's like, it, it, it's baffling, because it's like you take their life, but now you stand here as a person that just took a life. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's like, who's the monster? Who's the, the person, you know what I mean? That we, we should be worried about. I mean, people fear what they don't know. Exactly. That, and that's the scary, scary part. But it, like, to me, like you just, you saying that, it's like, what are you scared of? You know what I mean? And I can go down a pleasure, a list, of, a list of things. You know what I mean? You're scared, you don't, you don't like it. Or you're gonna find one that you like me. You don't want to be. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a whole lot of, a lot of stuff. You know, and a lot of times it, it it it's it's like that. It's that that person probably that's too close to home to them. You know what I mean? But nobody knows it. You're uncomfortable with something. With with you know what I mean? And that's, whew, man. 
I mean, everybody's trying to find identity. So I get why some folks want to be transgender. We're all trying to identify in some way or another. Yeah. So I mean, you feel I a certain it. way. It's like, I mean, we, we can't, we, we don't know. We can't say how you should feel, even if we agree or not agree. But it's like, that's how you feel. And I can't ever begin to say that I understand or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the last thing I want to do is hate somebody because of the fact they're gay, transgender, this religion, or this or that or whatever. Right. If you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're a person that sucks, you're a person that sucks. Exactly, no matter what. Yeah, you can be a sucky gay person, you can be a sucky transgender, you can be a sucky uh, African you know, sucky any you know. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, you can just suck as a person. Right. It has nothing to do with your orientation or your religion or your race. If you're a terrible person, you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person, you're a good person, good person period. Yeah. No matter what, what, what race, what number, this is, we're all the same. <laughs> exactly. When it comes down to it, I don't see no problem with being friends with people of all colors of the rainbow. Not at all. I was just about to say we're just beautiful rainbow. I think that's even, it's a beautiful thing when you can see a lot of different cultures and races together, be, being together, you know what I mean? And, and working together, I've always been attracted to that because that's how it should be instead of separation. Yeah. I want somebody that can elevate my mind, okay? As long as, you're, you know, we can, you know, get together, have a good time, learn something from each other, then I find that successful. Yep. <clears throat> Very much so. And to, and to be able to, uh, to educate one another. Because sometimes, I can honestly say, like, with certain things, like, if I, because, you know, I don't ever want to, like, uh, offend, say if I don't really know exactly or, the the proper culture or the name to call you know I mean call you or something like that it's like for me it's getting to know other races or cultures or whatever it helps me to to eliminate that ignorance you know of not knowing you know what I mean because I want to know so I, I don't offend you know get to know you better to you know what I mean so I think I think it it's an amazing thing and it leads me to say um, I had this one uh, <clears throat> person that I was um, I did a show with, right? He's from a, uh, another country, and um, he he did stuff with like uh, that was more towards uh, the uh, so um, not sociology, but like uh, psychology or whatever maybe. And uh, but for the simple fact that um, and and this is not even the reason. I don't think this is even the reason why I wanted him to do the show. It was a show basically. I think as I was on the bullying. I think it had to do with, I can't really remember what it was. I think it either was the bullying or the podcaster's visions. And, and that's basically like letting our listeners uh, know what we do, why we do what we do, how we were inspired. And I mean, just different things about see, looking at a podcaster, you know, what we do in a different light. You know, that's what it was strictly was about, you know? And he was kind of like, well, what's the show about? And I was like, didn't you read? <laughs> Uh, and I told him again, he was like, yeah, I don't think, uh, no, no, this, yeah, I know, I actually was something about, I wanted him to talk about what he had been through in, in life in general and the struggles and, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, but still nothing to do with, like, directly with, uh, you know, whatever he thought I was talking about. And um, so he, he denied, he didn't want to do it. He said, I want to just stick to what I do. And, uh, and I said, okay. You know what I'm saying? But in the back of my head, I was thinking, man, like, this would have been, I, that's what it was. I wanted to 
I was going, um, I had a lot of podcasting friends all over the, uh, the, the world, you know what I mean, through a certain podcast um, host, uh, CastBox. And I was like hitting up people from China, uh, Ireland, just like all over. And I was like, wouldn't that be so dope to do a show? You know what I mean? And um, just like get to learn more about each other from all over, you know, all over the nation. You know what I mean? And I chose him too, you know? And, and when he denied it, he didn't want to do it. I was thinking back in my head, you know, it's like, you would think that would be like, like a, such an awesome opportunity to, to enlighten someone else into getting to know, you know what I mean? You as a person and your struggles and where you're from, you know what I mean? You know where I'm going with this? To, to learn. Yeah. bring all these cultures together to learn about one another and to talk and it's like you kind of just I don't know if you saw it like that kind of just like you know through you know kind of I don't want to say threw it away but it could have been so amazing you know I mean to come together and I agree. to be able to educate with each other you know about one another so we can understand one another better break these I barriers mean, and stereotypes and you know what I mean that we that we have or we don't know I feel like we all would have better conversations with each other. There would probably be world peace. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's to be honest. But I think even at one point, I think Darwin even said that. Hmm. We all have to sit down and have empathy for each other and have a conversation. There would be world peace. Yep. Yep. And... I think sometimes we don't understand that as a human society how important to have those direct conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Because it could be better and we can, we can have that. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> I don't know. So I haven't wrapped my head around that one either. <laughs> I still agree. Because <laughs> if we were to have these conversational skills, I mean, the things we could do yeah. to really, you know, unify us as people mm-hmm. would be great. And then we could finally say, yes, I can. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, okay, I'm just I'm getting off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that, true that. I wanted to say, because <clears throat> I do have some, um, excuse me. Let me clear my throat. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking when we were speaking about this right now, like, what if there was, like, a, I don't know, somehow this huge, like, worldly, like, communication or conversation and was happening, like, over long amounts of time, but you never saw one another. I have this image in my head, though, and you didn't know what they looked like, didn't know what race at all whatsoever you probably just knew your uh <clears throat> what gender what sex person was and then you mm. just have to communicate you know what i mean and then and then just the end result to find out that the whole time you were talking this person was an african-american this person was that this person was uh german this person was Caucasian. you know what i mean and, and yeah. to see like the what how much you identify, you have in common. And in your back of your head, the back of your mind, you probably even are thinking you're talking to another white person or a Hispanic person. You're like, oh yeah, she's definitely Hispanic. <laughs> and then to find out like, no, mm-hmm. what? No, I think that's like kind of a kind of dope. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like for instance, I remember one time 
um, this is back when I used to work at this call center. And I was sitting there and I always sat in this chair while I was sitting next to the sister, right? Until one day, you know, I I was getting off of, I was getting off to go on break. And, you know, me and her always say hi to each other, right? All of a sudden, I look over, she's speaking fluent Spanish. And I'm like, and then, because, like, the only thing we always said to each other was hi, bye, whatever. I never really got to have a full conversation with her. She got off the phone, right? And I'm like, sister, where are you from? Turned out she was from Honduras. I was like, they got black people in Honduras? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know we were out there. It was like, he was like, it's like, honey, we're everywhere. And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> like, you never know. No. I didn't know there were black people in Honduras. I mean, that's how miseducated I am. I mean, I knew there were black people in Mexico and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know we were, like, in Central America. <clears throat> you just taught me right now, too. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, like. Makes you want to do some research and uh, kind of find out more. I mean, I know we're in South America. Yeah. We're all over South America. Yeah. You know, because, you know, slavery went down there because the Dutch took us down there. I mean, it's a whole different story. I mean, heck, I went to the Netherlands. I saw just as many black people as I did white folks out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> we out here? I mean, when you see a black man speaking Dutch, it's a whole different experience. Right. <laughs> like, like, man. <laughs> you never know who is where. Nope. Unless you're there. <laughs> Unless you're there. <laughs> you know what used to trip me out when I and uh would uh, be like when I would hear like a black person speak or be like from like England or something like that, or London and it, I was fascinated by it actually. You know, and um mm. to be born and raised and, and all that and have the accent and I like, to be like, Okay, well let's still make that person okay there. When they say who they are, they're like, I am, uh, you, you know what I mean? How like, okay, say for instance, us, they were African-Americans. And I used to like sometimes just to, to put a little, not controversy, but to start a, you know, a conversation. Well, I'm not African because I don't know anybody from Africa and I'm not from Africa. I'm black, I'm American. So, you know what I mean? I think it was another, one of my friends, she was, uh, she was white and we like went back and forth and she was trying to tell me, no, you're African. And we were, like, she was trying to school me. And I was like, well, technically, you know what I mean? I was kind of just, you know, just trying to, you know, strike up a little, you know, so that it made me think. I was like, okay. Then I found out there's white people that were born and raised in Africa. And that says that they're, you know, they say that they're, uh, what, how would, how would I say it? They're African, uh, South, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, so they're from there, so they're Africans, huh? Yeah, most of the time they know what part of Africa they're from. It's like that's the difference between like us and like you know a lot of like like other black people around the world is we're one of the only you know people who in America we don't actually know where we came from. Right, I noticed that a lot. In a too. lot of cases, yeah. Because you know, even my great grandfather, he lived to be ninety six. Like he doesn't know because. I mean, that was just one of those things where, you know, we never really knew. That's something we didn't get passed down to because we got separated all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
unfortunately. So I couldn't tell you if I'm from Ghana or I'm Congolese or whatever. Like, you go to, like, Europe or something like that, most black people actually do know where they came from. It's like, oh, yeah, my, uh, my mom's from Congo or my mom's from Nigeria or something like that. It's it's kind of difficult for us. Yeah. It's true, it's like, true. and it's not, it's not talking like some of us just don't know. Like, I would like to know. Yeah, it would be pretty amazing to <clears throat> like, to find out more. Of. Like, if I'm Nigerian with funding <laughs> that um, I just need some help getting sent through the bank. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I would. I would like to know that heritage, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's like, where do you start? What do you, you know what I mean? It's like, will we ever really, really, truly know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, with technology, yay, maybe not. I mean, we're in an age now where things are always, we're always finding out new discoveries of life. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That's very true. But at this point in life, we're just trying to like find out where we are, who we are as a people, just every as a nation right now. Like, are we, are we together or are we not? <laughs> you know. And um, mm-hmm. I did. I'm so upset because I did a podcast. Like after I was so inspired after we got off <laughs> of um, of our uh, um, off your show yesterday. I did, I don't know who who struck this word in my head. I think it was um, Kevin. Um, right. I think it was him, but he said something in the show about the pursuit of happiness and, you know, in the, uh, the Declaration of Independence, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, you know, it talked about how what we were to have, you know, when we had the rights to have and pursue, and it stuck with me, like pursuit of happiness, right? And so during the show, the whole time, I just I go back in and I reiterate, I reiterate on pursuit of happiness, you know what I mean? And then it broke down into like, how it's a, such a struggle. We struggle healthcare with this, with that. You know what I mean? Like everything is a struggle, and how the rich want to always mess with the, the with the people like low incomes, like the housing, the people on Section Eight or whatever it may be. You want to take take away, take away, and all this with no solutions. And, and then I, it struck in my head. I was like, if you're an American citizen, you have the right, the right to pursue the happiness. Nobody's up in the hospitals uh, uh, for fun or has a, a disease or mental health that, you know what I mean, for fun. It's like, this is what's happening to you. You have no control over that. And the only way to, to deal with it is to have these things that it makes so hard to get to. You know what I mean? That is there, you got the money, so you know it's already there. So it's really easy to get to. But we put this huge dollar sign in front of things for people that really, really, really need it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a divide. Like, well, if you don't make this much money, money divides. You know what I mean? Well, you can't get this. And I, I just don't, I'm not buying it. I really don't think that that's, you know what I mean, um, acceptable at all whatsoever. I was like, uh-uh, I have the right. And, and the, like everybody else to, to be comfortable, to be happy, to pursue my life, you know, in the way I, I respectively, lawfully, in the way I want to pursue of happiness. And uh, that's not really happening here right now, okay? <laughs> I was I was on a rampage. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't get what you're saying though. Yeah, it's like people are always like feel like struggling. You know, there's already people kind of like at the bottom as it is, and it's kind of like you want to go in there and just like keep taking from like 
take away this house, this, this free housing. For what? They need somewhere to live. Why are you bothered? You living in a nice big old fancy house with rooms you don't even know you have. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to messing with, you know what I mean? People that are, are, are trying, you know, you put it out there for them to have, but you want to take it away from them with no solution. It's like, why? For what? You know? It's like, for what? Look, you know, you want to take away the food stamps. Huh? Because they don't understand. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, too. And, and that's, I guess, what ignorance. You know what? Don't they understand? They're the one who put it in. <laughs> you know? It's like empathy, being empathetic. You know what I'm saying? And, and to know that not everybody is where you are. Some people need help. And I think, partially, I think there's a prejudice to it because I think they feel like people that have these these uh, programs or have low um, income housing and have the, the you know, the uh, the welfare or the food stamp, they, they have it too easy or something like that. And it's kind of like, you think people want, you know what I mean? Just dying beyond food stamps and local income, you know what I mean? It's just by the grace of God that those things even exist, you know what I mean, for people to have and to be able to, to build and to grow, you know? So it's like, to me, it's like, man, take, take from somebody that is barely holding on and then next step from there is that they're homeless. You know, already take a look over at the homeless crisis, you know, crisis, and, but you're creating it. You're, you're talking about one thing, but actually helping create it. We got to get people off the streets. But then you're kind of like putting people on the streets. So it sounds pretty insane to me. <laughs> so I just find I mean, it. a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, we live, we live in a system of capitalism. So if you don't have money, you're not important, unfortunately. Right. Right. Don't make dollars, don't make sense. <laughs> but it's sad I mean, though that it's that way, you know. It, I mean it shouldn't be that way. I'm not saying it should be. But it is I mean, it's the reality we live in. It's unfortunate that we've come to the now in this country where you're only valued by how much you make. People look over all kinds of messed up stuff and say no names, you know what I mean, and still just put you in a place of power and <laughs> and you know what I mean, and just just because that 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 green paper, you know what I'm saying, paper, you know, you have much much of, you know, it's crazy. Money. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh Lord, don't even get me started. But you know, to, to, to each his own, and that's the world we live in, and I accept it, and I know it, and I'm adapting. It's not going to stop me from doing me and getting mine, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a good person, but this is a voice to be reckoned with, and I'm still going to say something. <laughs> right. Leave the people alone. Leave us alone. Some people, I'm, I'm low. I, I, I'm in what? I'm, I know I'm not in middle class. I, I'm down there too. I'm a, uh, what do you call it? Um, I guess we're just poor, huh? But the poor, yeah. So I'm just poor. Cause in the middle class, I it's mean, the higher class, middle class, and you just got poor. <laughs> I've I've kind of learned that you know, I may not have a lot. I know, I know, somewhere deep down, somewhere else is going through something a lot worse than me. A lot worse, yes, sure. That's true. Certain countries, the the 
poorest man here would be considered rich in other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. so, you know, I got things to be thankful for. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I told my son, I'm like, the things that you act like, like, just, you know what I mean? Like, things that he'll not want or, or act like he's, you know what I mean? For some reason, like, he, like he's rich or something. I said, you know, like, most kids, but a bit, kid, there's kids in other places that would love, <laughs> you know, some things they take for granted, you know what I mean? Would love to be able to have, do, or be, you know what I mean, what you, you have. You know, you, you don't even know what, what you have. And to many, we don't have much. But to me, I feel like I'm rich at heart, my, you know what I mean, because I'm a good person. You know what I mean? So I, that right there, you know, lets me, makes me feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to succeed. I will be great. And I determine my level of rich. And if it starts with being a good person in my heart, then I've already won half the battle. You know what I mean? So, because anything that comes my way or any wealth that comes my way is going to be done, you know, good will be done with it. You know I completely mean? agree. So, so I feel like I'm, I'm rich now. So, I'm, I'm rich. You know what? I'm rich because I have a new friend, uh, Anthony Anthem Williams. Okay. Got a little bit richer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, me, I'm a good person, you know, uh, uh, hopefully. And I know we'll be long friends. And so that, that I feel like that makes me richer too. So I appreciate you. Eh, I ain't always special. I'm just some guy. Oh, stop. You know, I just be <laughs> out here, you know, you know, living a thug life, you know what you're <laughs> He's so crazy. I'm don't, just kidding. Don't listen to him, people. He's great. He's awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's gonna, that's gonna be hardcore here, girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, man, man. They don't know I'm. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> man, you gotta love him, people. Anthony, I want. I gotta ask you, um, delivery bros. What um, tell you to our yes. listeners, um, like a little bit more about it, where they could find it. Uh, kind of give them um, what what they could, what they'll be looking forward to, because you know this kind of introduced like who you are and you know what I mean, getting to know you, know, you as a person. You know what I mean. So like, what can they expect when they check out your uh, podcast? All right, so. My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you can check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere where podcast is available. And um, you can get some of that championship um, flow from a guy like me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm talking about it's amazing. You know, there might be some fire breathing. I'm just playing. I ain't going to be no fire <laughs> But um, a little bit about my show is anything on the table, anything on the menu, sort of like we were doing right here. You know, just keeping the topic live. I've had actors on the show, pro wrestlers, pro wrestler promoters, uh, somebody's baby mama. I'm just glad I never want to So that I know of. But um, ain't mine. That's all I got to say. But um, for real, though, my show is just plain fun. It's comedy. It's 
it's um it's it's an open topic, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I try to keep it to where, you know, it's something that people can relate to. Have fun, laugh a little bit and maybe come out of it thinking about something. Right, right, right. So yeah, I think you should check me out. Um I'm at like a hundred and almost thirty episodes. And um I mean, also I'm a sex symbol. Podcast sex symbol. <laughs> oh no, no, oh my god. Oh oh my I wasn't expecting that. Um Well, I learned something new today. Oh wow. I'm like, well, okay, well mm. I I better keep it up then. Um see <laughs> I hear to be a sex symbol. I mean, at one time I thought about being an underwear model, but I was like, nah, bro, I, I, I don't want to take away people's thunder. <laughs> it's already hard enough being chocolate thunder, but you know, it's a whole different story. But, <laughs> but no, that's just that's just a little bit. See, basically, that's my personality. I'm Gucci, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make oh, people laugh. I like to make people smile, and I like to make them think. For sure, for sure. Yes, yes, and that he does, people. That he does. Okay, come back for our next show. We will talk about his stripping life, and we're here at second plane. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I'm retired, y'all. <laughs> I only do that for a special lady if I'm dating her. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, my uh, face uh, hurts. Private show, yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh man. It's a private show. Nuts. He's nuts, y'all. He's nuts. Yes, I am. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely would love for you to come back. If oh, you, yeah, if you I would love, love to come back anytime. We would love to have you. I feel like there's so much more to cover and and to just like there's so much you know what i mean like the the flow is just so natural and i mean i really dug the um you know the the memory lane of all the the, the movies and then just how you just kind of open and shut that light on um you know the african-american the, 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 the you know how freaking awesome have some awesome awesome directors actors and just like, everything you know, and not enough recognition. Not saying we like on the, you know, we need it or like I'm on that. Like, why don't you know? What I mean, I'm not like advocating for it or if that's the right word, but still not enough recognition. <laughs> if, that, if that made any sense, y'all, it, it made sense. No, it made head. sense to me. I'm, I'm not one of those crazy sense. black people. It's like, why don't we get this? And you should. You know, I'm not not nearly there at no, all. No, no, I mean, it's more, <laughs> like, I like to celebrate black excellence. But sometimes you don't, we, like, it's just sometimes you just got to appreciate for what it is, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for that's, sure. That's what I, like, if we complain about everything we don't get. Yeah, you don't, you don't get joy what you have. Is. Exactly. So, like, we got to, it, it's a mixture of both, you know, staying humble. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we can't get mad to. Mm. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, true that. and choose our battle. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like, to me, it's like, either you got to complain about it or do something about it. Live the solution. If you're not, then go sit down somewhere 
<laughs> and listen to the show and get a bar of that. <laughs> exactly. Dying to say that on the air. <laughs> no, my lord. How did I stop? <laughs> we just gonna keep going with it. Just keep rolling. <laughs> you're you're dealing with a natural here, you know. That's, That's what they call Anthony Anthony Natural. I hear y'all on my show. A voice to be recognized. Yes, See, when you have Black Fabio on your show, anything is possible. <laughs> I'm sad. It's just like, yeah, I am so into myself. Let me go on ahead and, um, yeah, I'm just going to talk about myself in the third person. So, Anthony Anthem, thanks. Um, you, um, you're really having a fantastic show. But having a personality with the likes of mine on your show, because Anthony Anthem really likes to bring in the entertainment, because that's what Anthony Anthem thinks. Okay, you know, you are just in the show right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you all for listening and tune in for more of Anthony, because he will be back. Oh. I want to send a, a special shout out to John Witherspoon. Um, wow. Uh, when I heard the news, I was floored, sad, and just still am a little floored. Uh, when we did this show, it was before the passing. It was just like the day before. Um, I'm not too sure, but we were, just, we were just talking about him and how funny and how awesome he was and then whoa, <laughs> here we go. And um, I just want to um, send my condolences to his uh, my col- my condolences to his um, family and um, all of his dear friends. And I just want to say he, we lost a great one, but you left so much um, people with great thoughts and inspiration and um, smiles. And every time I think of you, <laughs> I always always have a smile on my face. So um, much love. And once again, my condolences.